Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to the Film Busters Podcast. The film show with no filters, no prisoners taken, loads of disagreements, but one hell of a love for cinema. If you want to hear three friends ridiculing each other for an hour or so regarding their taste in films, then you have come to the right place. In each episode, one of the team picks a film for us to discuss. It could be anything from a recent cinema release to an all-time classic. So, strap in and get ready to get mad or get vindicated as we guide you through the murky world of being a film geek. If you like what you hear, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram using at Pod. You can also find each of our individual accounts. I'm at FilmBustersPaul. I'm at FilmBustersAdam. And I'm at FilmBustersBen. If you want to use your eyes instead of your ears, you can also visit the website at filmbusterspod.co.uk And if busting makes you feel good you can also support us at patreon.com forward slash filmbusters for exclusive content. Or shoot over and get some groovy merchandise at society6.com forward slash filmbusters. Alright, can we just get on with this now please? Filmbusters Hello everyone and welcome back to Filmbusters It's been a long time It's been a while, hasn't it? What was our last episode? Men Collier yeah, and that was, what was it, like a year ago? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. And now England are in the final. Yes. Oy, and when you were the first one to bring it up. I thought I'd be the one to bring it up so that I didn't have to And when to you're listening sigh. to this, we could, we, we could have won it by then. This I is true. I don't know when Paul's going to release this. It, well, they, it will definitely it, be released after Sunday, so yeah. yes. We, we've either so. won it or we haven't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 3-2-1, and I want you to say your positive reaction if we won, and I'm going to say... Three, two, one, and you got to do your negative reaction if they're lost, and then I'm going to put in the one that actually is true. Okay. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Three, two, one. It's coming home. I'm it's not doing the song though. No, home. it would have already come home, Adam. <laughs> this is the positive one. Home. Has it come home? come home? Okay. It's come imagine, home. imagine it's come home. It's come home. Don't just do that horrible no. song. I, I hate that everyone always sings that it's coming home. It, it, it's fine. At times, but when people it's the only one people mindlessly know. chant it along, it's so fucking annoying. Everyone says it's coming home for, uh, at the drop of a hat. It is kind of like let's have some personality behind our words, okay? Ready? Yes. Yeah, you are. This is the positive. This is the positive. Three, two, one. Yay, one. I can't believe it. In my lifetime, I didn't think I would see it, and now it's actually happened. We've Drink got a trophy. It, up, it may never happen again. <clears throat> well, it's not the big one. Next year, we have to go for the even bigger one and go yes. for the World Cup. But I'll take this, the Euros. This was I'll the little trophy. We'll go for the big one next year. I just want to say that I'm not into football, but I'm really happy. I'm so glad that it's made you Did you really watch the final, Paul? And I didn't watch the final myself, no. You didn't watch but it? I just want to say that... I'm glad that this happened for you, and I'm glad this has happened in your lifetime, and that you can relish in this moment. That's you nice. Did you did you like it when Sterling scored, Paul? What a pound coin! Yes, what, yes. The when the pound coin scored, the boy yes. from Brent. We're alienating all our uh, Australian <laughs> American <laughs> listeners with this stuff. <laughs> okay, this is the negative one. Three, two, one. And I knew that would happen. England yeah. will always let you down in the end. The Italian midfield is way too superior. The defensive lines of the Italians is a joy to behold. I was watching them in the preceding games, and it's like when you look at the way they line up that defence, it looks impossible to break down. And obviously it was, because we just lost that very big game. And I'm disappointed. 
but it was a fun ride along the way. We enjoyed it. My voice is croaky because we enjoyed it too much. Yes. I'm very, I'm very sorry that you boys were let down so much. I know. Thanks. You secretly put the juju on it, didn't you? I'm I, sorry I, that I, Sterling didn't score. Uh, yeah, Sterling <laughs> came so close at that one point. This is only a joke because someone <laughs> been cut out. It doesn't make sense. Oh god! <laughs> what do you mean it cut out? <laughs> because because I'm putting in the one. That, oh yeah, you're that only putting in the good one. I mean, yes. you put them both in, Paul. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I put did see a brilliant in. text that someone their the mum sent them, and it says, um, "Your dad is not your dad is not calm right now." Even though he keeps shouting at the England players to calm down, he is not calm himself. No. <laughs> it's true. People shouting at their tellies, calm down, slow down for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's like what you're doing. You're shouting at a television screen. Uh, <laughs> whether they did win or lose, I'm sure we had a great time along the way. We did. It was good. Got to see lots of family along the way which was why I enjoyed it the most is your uncle very happy with it all obviously he's making loads of money back that he lost during the pandemic uh, well I mean yeah obviously they're, they're selling tables which is good for them because they get getting full house all, all the time but like he he's all about the football and yeah he, he's loving it and it's cool because I've seen I, I was saying to Paul before we started recording every time I go there there's a different member of my family that I haven't seen uh, in ages so it's been great and for, for the final Everyone is coming. Good. Uh, which will be the first time in two years that everyone, my family, but including like their partners and everyone are there. Is it literally a wedding probably the last time then? Uh, it was a couple of months after the wedding. We were all trying to work this out when we were there the other day. It was a couple of months after my wedding. I think it was actually when my uncle moved to this pub when we last, literally all of us were together. But yeah. Beautiful. I, mean, I can appreciate the familial bond yes, that football can bring. It's you family, should go watch it. your family, Paul. And I will give not. your mummy a hug. When I will not. School. I will hug her after the football game and be like, I'm just glad you enjoyed it, but, you know. <laughs> Sweet Caroline. You're not even going to let Woody watch it. He can do whatever he wants. Well, he's not going to turn on the TV, is he? Well, he's not going to like it now, is he? Yeah, but you can he's say in, you he's were into, there when you watched He's it. into what he should be watching, when we, and when that we is have to wait, anything Marvel-related. When we have to wait 55 oh, years to get to another final, you can say you were alive when the last one That happened. is true, mate. Do you know what, Paul? Adam actually makes a good point there. Just so that he can say it, you actually should watch the final on Sunday with Woody, just so that if England do win it... It may never happen will, again There'll be lifetime. decades, exactly. Woody may live to be a hundred and it never happen again and he'll be able to say I saw them win I saw, them, I saw them, them in the that. but then but this also, also depends whether he actually likes football well, he's <laughs> I know he probably will care. he probably will like football he might grow up and like it in some place okay let's uh, get away from this football talk because we're not here for football today are we what film are we doing today today we're talking about The Nice Guys which is the 2016 yes. film from Shane Black is it 2016 and yeah I mean, 2016 like 2018 no, 2016, mate. And do you might as well kick it off. We might as well go straight onto the quiz because it is related to. It is the nice staple guys. of every episode. Yeah, it's the staple of every episode. If you don't know what it is, I ask Adam and Ben two questions every episode related to the film we're doing, which is the Nice Guys. If they get the question right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, I get the point. Adam, you're on 20 points. Ben, yes. you're on 17 points, and I'm on 12 points. Wow! It's almost the year it came out in 2017. 
2016. It was 2016, but you know, I guess almost it's the, 12 on it the might have been well. released in the cinemas in the UK in 2017. Listen, we told the patrons in the last episode, but we got to apologize to all of you guys because uh, we tried to find the time to record earlier, but schedules just haven't allowed. It's been a very busy time for everyone. It's so football one, isn't there? It's not even been that. It's not even the football hasn't been why we couldn't record because, mate, the football matches kick we off after the we normally well, record. So. Yeah. We've just been very busy with work lately, yes, so indeed. we're sorry. We do try and provide you entertainment, but, um, you know, we don't work for you, so we'll do it when we're going to do it. <laughs> Should we move on to the first question? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. Fingers on your voice boxes. Here goes uh, Ben with his South Park impression. What you got, bitch? What was the name of the porn film Amelia was creating? How'd you like my car, big boy? 18 points, Ben. Well done. Yes. Shit, I, and do you know what, well Paul? Done. That was the only thing in this film that I thought, this is probably going to be the question he asks. There we go. Well done. I'm so glad you asked it. <laughs> Should go straight to the next one? Yes. yes. Here we go. How much money does Healy offer March to find Amelia to the closest hundred? 400. Adam's got it right. <laughs> yeah, but hang on. No, try. We, no, we should have both been allowed to have a guess. He did. He said 400. <laughs> yeah, and I might have said it. <laughs> That's the answer. He got it first. Oh, hang on. I didn't know we were competing to be the quickest. I thought we both got a guess. No, I think he said, there should be I another question. The, I said to the closest 100, and he said 400, and it was correct. So what yeah, else I was, could I do? I, I thought that, but then I thought it might have been the other one. I, I might have got the characters' names confused, and it might have been later down the line. But yeah, well, that was, was that the one. answer of the question. So, well, I'm not happy with that. I thought then, I had a bit more if, time. If Adam said 400, I what might would you have, have said. I might have. If I'd racked my brain, I might have said, "Yeah, I say 400 too." Even then, you're just copying my answer. I could have just copied your answer in the last one and got it I right know, but as if, well. If it come crashing, are you back not to me happy with this? With this, this wasn't question. a. We both. I yeah. demand a new question personally. I don't have another question, but I will try and find one. <laughs> No, forget if, it. If Give it, it to all Adam. depends on Adam. Whatever Adam wants to do. I wouldn't, listen, I wouldn't have said 400, would I? Adam got there first. I wouldn't have said 400, so the point is... I don't know how done. you think the question worked, Ben, because I could have said the exact same thing on the last question and still got a point for it. No. It was, it was, it was like first to get to the answer. I would have always been first to get to the answer. <laughs> I he thought... Say, the only reason he would have said is, oh, I'm going to let you both answer this, and then whoever's closest wins. All right. I thought that. it was. I thought it was because he said, and whoever gets did, it to the nearest one hundred. I did say to the closest hundred at the end. I think he so wants. If, so if, I think he would, if, if we didn't get to a hundred, we said like. I would have given the point to someone basically. Yeah, because see, Adam could have said three fifty, and then I could have said four fifty. I'd have been correct because you went over and I went under. That's how it normally works. Is that how it would have worked, Paul? I don't think so. I would have said you both got it right. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Very <laughs> diplomatic over here. Anyway, Paul, you can give the point to Adam. It's fine. I doff my cap. I'll catch him later in the year. At least, at least it's uh, uh, an even, it evened it out. So you both yes. got a point. Exactly. Very I'll good. catch him. I'll catch him later. Okay, so twenty-one for Adam, eighteen for Ben, twelve for me. Paul is fiddling the the quiz people. What? Because I gave the point to Adam, who's winning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. So he's got skin in the game, clearly. Yes, he's paid me off. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I know. Bribed, man. Cheats. How much money did Adam give Paul? <laughs> to the nearest hundred. 400. <laughs> that was wrong, actually. You only gave me a fiver. Cheap bastards. Cheap. Right, before we move on to the main event, let's just talk about what we'll be doing on the Patreon of this episode. 
So on our Patreon today, we are going to be discussing our favourite double acts. That's the duos, the two leads that are on screen together, pretty much all of the movie, all the way through. We're going to tell you our favourite ones, basically. Yes, our top three. But yes, that's what we're doing, and you can you can uh, join our patron at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters. Excellent. Excellent. I hope you will join us over there. Yes, Because please. we have stuff for you, and we have much more fun over there than we do on this show. We have many episodes. Yeah. We have, like, probably, probably about 15 hours worth of content on there at the moment. That's right. And you can literally cough up a buck and get access to loads of it. You can Indeed. cough up the pound coin required to gain our patron. The sterling gold. Yes. That... You know that Sterling that did put in such a good showing on Sunday? Just give us one of those. We'll be very month, happy. And we will be happy. And if you join our patron, you can join the likes of Julio from the Contrarians. Yes, you can. We can have him. We've got Jamie Russell there as well. And we've also got Nerd Revert from Texas, baby. Oh, yes. And Katie and Oti from Australia. Oh, from Australia, baby. That was the worst Australian accent ever done. I didn't even know you were going for Australian then. <laughs> it just came out like that. It wasn't even supposed to be an Australian accent, but it just came out like that when I said Australia. <laughs> so, yes. Now, let's move on very beautifully to the main event of Nice Guys. Who is it? Messenger service. Hall March home? What the fuck? Mr. March, we're going to play a game. I had to give the wrong house. It's called Shut Up Unless You're Me. I love that game. You're a private investigator? Look, there's 20 bucks in there, all right? Just take it. No, I'm not here for that, I told you. I'm a messenger. You can afford to live like this as a PI? What's the message? Oh, right, right. Stop looking for Amelia. Right? I'm not even looking for Amelia. She's a person of interest, man. I'm fine. I'm done. Put a fork in me. Don't really put a fork in me. Amelia's going to be very happy that you got the message so quickly. It's going to make her smile. That's good. Now, I got one more thing I need to ask you before we're done here. You and it all hired me. Bingo. Yeah. So we can do this the easy way. We can do it the hard way. What? Lily Glenn. Two ends. Old lady hired me to find her niece on Tuesday. Just gave up your plan. I made a discretionary revelation. No, no, you just gave her up. I asked you one simple question. Ba, 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 ba. You gave me all the information. I thought that's what you wanted. What? Now, I'm very sorry that you didn't get the message. Me too. But I get it now. <clears throat> I get it. I dig it. about now you get the message now yep are you sure yeah i'm cool all right give me your left arm huh your left arm give me your left arm this one no yeah come on no no you cut yourself i'm dealing with an injury right look when you're talking to your doctor just tell him you have a spiral fracture of the left radius no no deep breath no 
Right everyone, today we're talking about The Nice Guys, the 2016 film from Shane Black. This is a spoiler episode. We'll go straight into spoilers, no hanging around, so if you haven't seen it, you will be spoiled immediately. Wow. But if you like that sort of thing, just stick around. You might hear something you like. We like to spoil people. Yeah, but firstly, Adam, you've got to do a very special and maybe shit plot summary. Yes, so this film is about two detectives one played by Ryan Gosling and one played by Russell Crowe and uh, they are trying to fun- hunt down a missing girl called Amelia and on their adventure to hunt down Amelia they get into all sorts of bother and all sorts of adventures happen in this action comedy film you started off pretty strong and then you went weird but you can always tell when you've enjoyed a film because you actually give a fuck when you do the review <laughs> well some plots are just easier to do than others they get to in all sorts of adventure. All sorts of adventure. <laughs> Very good. 10 out of 10 review there. Thank 10 you. out of 10 review. Here's a little bit of background. As Adam said, it is an action comedy with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe that was co-written and directed by Shane Black. Shane Black was also the director of These Boys, one of These Boys' very loved films, which I haven't seen, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, and The Predator, apparently, which is not a shot in the arm. Uh, Shane Black was also an actor in the original Predator. Do you know mm. that? Yes. Very peculiar. And he wrote all the lethal weapon films. So he's been about. He, he dips his toes in, in all the oceans, eh? Mm. But anyway, this is a, a, a dumb action comedy for gags, fights, swearing. Um, and it has filmmaking as its backdrop. There's lots of references within the film to the history of filmmaking. Uh, and uh, Shane Black said it is as much a film about movie making and script writing as it is a thriller slash whodunit. It was based on a novel, Blue Murder, by Brett Halliday, and it was originally conceived as a television series, but they soon discovered it wouldn't work in that format due to the pacing of the story. So they decided, well, we'll turn it into a film, and instead of setting it in the noughties, as they were originally going to do, they decided to set it in the 70s. And uh, the producer, Joel Silver, was very wary of the idea because he thought that audiences wouldn't really warm to a period film. Not that I think a fucking film set in the 70s as a period film. Uh, But because of the success of the Sherlock Holmes movie, he changed his mind and the rest is history. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're completely different periods of time. I know, I know. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. The 70s. Oh, people don't like period movies. Sherlock Holmes did well. Oh, okay. Yeah, that film was set like another hundred years before this. I know, and Sherlock Holmes was always set then. <laughs> so I'm like, what do you want, man? <laughs> weird. Really weird. Good bit of history, though. Good nice. bit of history, yeah. Well, Adam, this was your selection this yes. week. And uh, you can select the orders, eh? I'm going to make you go first, Ben, then Paul, and then me. Okay. Well, you know that uh, people who previously listened to the podcast are probably aware that in the past references have been made to the fact that these boys enjoy the film and i didn't enjoy the film that's probably not strictly true so ultimately this is where i land on the nice guys i watched it years ago it feels like years ago and it just slid off me like water i watched it it happened i took nothing from it i moved on then uh, like and, and it was like oh yeah that was fine that's what I thought. But then I discovered that the entire internet adored it and were hailing it 
as this is like masterpiece, comic masterpiece, and Ryan Gosling's never been better, and this is wonderful. And I'm like, I can remember very little of it. And this is true. Until I watched it again the other day, I could barely remember anything that happened in it, other than it didn't really have an impact on me. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I was just like, it's forgettable. So going into this rewatch, it felt like, okay, this is cool because I'm going in fresh again. The story and plot felt new to me. So I watched it. I enjoyed it. I laughed. The credits rolled. And I give it a seven again, just like Mm. I did last time. Why? Because it's a fine film. It has laughs. It's never it's never dull, but but that's it for me. It just washes off me right away. That's the issue. A film, I like a film that sticks with you afterwards for some for some reason. And this didn't. I enjoyed it while I was in it along the way, but then once it was done, it was like, well, that's throwaway. And already it's kind of like, yeah. Again, what happened? It's, there wasn't enough in there for me, but there was good stuff in it. There was bad stuff in it. And uh, like I said last time. It's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm just joking when I said you. You boys better bring your case study as to why this is such a fucking amazing film. But I would be interested to find out why. For me, it's just a. Yeah, that was good. But for for you, particularly you, Paul, if if I'm right with your rating, why why it's a. Uh, not that you have to justify yourself, of course. But I want to discuss why we uh, respond to it differently. So that's my review. Seven. Fantastic. I kind of saw that coming. There you go. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't a dickhead about it, was I? No, no, no. I I kind of expected you just to like it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I that's thought it. you might have gone up to an eight, but I knew you probably won't go beyond nah. that. What? Um, just for context, I know you said Jenny likes it. Yeah. How much does she like it? I think she likes it a little bit more than me. Yeah. Okay, so not majorly more. No, not majorly more. Like when we finished the film. She says, I know you don't like to do half ratings, but I would give that a seven and a half. So okay. there you go. Interesting. She never really rates films, does she? That's Only in conversation. Sometimes oh, okay. she will. She doesn't like to, it's true. But yeah. often she will give the number seven to a lot seven of Seven and a half. She gave yeah. it a 15 out of 20. She gave it an OT rating. <laughs> yeah. yes, OT loves the halves. <laughs> he does. Many people, just go, many people just go out of five. Yeah. We like to do 10, and then people come along and like, and we're going to add halves into 10. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like out of 20. It is, it is. <laughs> like, what even is that out of five I like a whole stars? number. 3.75. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's going for like a, a letterbox rating, if you do it that true. way. That's true. That is true, yeah. <laughs> anyway, who's next? It's me, Paulie. I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I love this film so much. I've, I think, like, the plot, is like it's wound in such a way that it constantly keeps you guessing, which I love. I think it's incredibly smart, suave. The, I love the fashion of the film. I think that adds so much to the my overall, overall enjoyment. I like the seventies feel. I know you said that Ben about that being like a a period, mm. but I quite like the the fashion of the seventies. I think it's quite cool, especially in film. Um, I think the the action is well played and and can sometimes feel intentionally a little clumsy, which adds a little bit to the realism and the the it just it makes it a little bit more fun and it's not too clean cut yes and i like the violent too the vi- the violent <laughs> i like the, the violent violence too, too. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't pull its punches and despite the levity when like the shit hits the fan it only helps like add weight to the situation with like the when someone just get killed off like oh shit like i thought this was a funny film <laughs> yeah. right and then i think the soundtrack is perfect the um that like jazzy 
the spy score just helps like cement the the wonderful tone that it's going for but of course the film will be nothing without the the comedic deadpan tone it has throughout i laugh every single time i watch this film it never ever loses its punch ryan gosling's timing is exceptional and and granted this is my sort of comedy anyway which yes you could could be classed as like dumb and slapstick but i think holland march is the embodiment of my like perfect comedy character he's mm. like this down on his luck he's a bit of a joke a little a little simple to the point that you like you can't help but like just fall in love with the character which i do and um he's like the heart of the film you just want to you just want him to succeed even if sometimes he just doesn't help himself a long way and he doesn't help himself a lot of the time in this film and then you have like russell crowe as helia who literally like helps the ground the lunacy of it all and he he like helps to balance the scales when when holland's involved and um put him in his place a little but also learn some humanity along the way which is which is nice as well and lastly i i think the the payoff of some of the jokes in this film are phenomenal especially the dream scene with the ankle gun it makes me laugh so much whenever that happens and this film's fucking perfect it's 10 out of 10 i love it who's clapping that's me <laughs> okay <laughs> i would tell you this yeah that's the best not only the best response you could have had but that's the best uh, review you've ever put forward. Not review, best point of view you've ever put forward for a film. Because even if I hated this film, mm. I would find it hard to argue back to you on any of those points if you felt that way. Well, thank you. I put my heart into it. You can tell. Thanks. <laughs> Let's hear Adam do a really sexy one. I want to hear his sexy, <laughs> a real sexy review. That's Marvin Gaye shit. He's going to be whispering along the yeah. way. I know he is. Hey, do you remember the scene when it opened up? Um, <laughs> no, I, I agree oh, with Paul. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paul, and nearly everything he says, this film is just brilliant. The way it's set, like, again, the 70s lend themselves so well to this film, and it helps it work. It, I don't, I can't imagine this film ever working in another decade as well now. And when you mentioned they're going to do it in the 2000s, it's like, no, that I, I don't think it would have had the same effect. Because you would have lost, like... The energy is all in the colours and how it all looks like that and all of that type of stuff. Uh, again, the plot is ridiculous, but it's so clever and so intricate at the same time. The jokes in it are so... You watch it again and again and it's one of those ones you can see other little jokes happening. Or, like, you can watch it later on and you'll, it's like, you'll see that joke happen and then it's got a better payoff than it did before. Um, it is just the lunacy, it's the stupidity and how this film just keeps going and like you, I've watched this so many times and every single time I watch it I just love it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and it's always one of those films it's almost like Back to the Future in some ways is that if I watched it last week I'm very happy watch it again this week kind of thing um, maybe it's just isn't as intelligent as Paul's review but I feel like he said a lot for me and I give this film a 9 out of 10 it was very intelligent Look at this, we've both got claps. That's like a Hollywood handshake in Bake Off. We got the clap! <laughs> Should we just end this podcast now? <laughs> we don't need to say to anything else. It's, not, it's just quick while we're ahead. It's all been waiting for. We've all been waiting for Ben's approval. Before we, we go on, it? have we ever had an instant where you two were so 
hot top end as in 9.10 and I was not in that upper echelon. Maybe, mm. it must have been. I don't think there's ever been a film yet where probably that's not, happened. Probably not as extreme Recent. as this, no. As in like you two being 9 and 10 between you and then me being Seven. below an 8. <laughs> I'd really have to go through our films. It's happened before when me and Paul liked Midsummer and Adam didn't, so that's yes. happened before on that front. It's happened for... I don't. It's happened for me and no. Has it happened for me and Adam? I'm, I don't. Yeah, me and Adam with goal, and yeah. you, Paul, and then I think this is your. So Midsummer goal, and now the nice guys. I'm pretty. It must have happened at some point. Maybe when we were doing the cinema busters. films. I don't think so. I don't remember rating up too high that the other that the others didn't rate. Anyway, I'm having, that's I'm having a little look on our, our films. I don't think it's ever happened before. There you go. Mm. Interesting. So this now we all have one each. There's been one each. There we go. Fantastic. So remembering the venom that Adam had for Midsummer, and remembering the staggering indifference that Paul had for Goal, remember now how I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming in sour. <laughs> I got to agree with Adam about um, when you come come back and you rewatch this film. I find myself laughing before the joke has even paid off. Because I'm thinking ahead, like, oh my god, I'm, I can't wait for that bit to happen because it's just so funny. And you, and it's, there's so many like little r- Gosling is so good in this film because there's little throwaway lines. Literally, every, I, I think every single line he does in this film is could almost be like a comedy punchline. This was his first it, film back, like, just, wasn't it? After he took that break. Say again. It was the first film he did after like a three year break, wasn't it? Oh, I don't even know. I didn't even know he took a break. No, he didn't there was die. like a gap. But I'm pretty sure we did. He had no films for like two years, and he came back. And he did this in La La Land. Well, he'd been building up all his acting energy, and he unleashed it. It was fucking great. Now, see, people like people like uh, Gosling in this because he's comedic, which mm. he hadn't really done before. He normally did that very still, stony face character, and that's fine. And he does. He is good in this. He is funny in it. I personally, I think they milk it a little too much. Like he, he shrieks a few too many times. Like first once or twice is kind of funny, but then he shrieks and he's very shrill too much. And also he, his his sort of the stupidness. Like what you were saying, Paul, about maybe it is a dumb, stupid comedy, and that's why I like it. I don't think it is. I think it. I think it's it is quite clever, but. Mm they prolong his stupidity to a point where it becomes annoying like when he's suckered in by by the woman and goes there uh, to carry the bag for her and even after that he's still seduced by her and when he's rocking up to bars and stuff and he's constantly getting drunk and it's like you were professional a minute ago now you're just going to be comic relief and extend ridiculously mm. so um i get that. but i i still i yeah i still thought he was he was great in it but i think i would rather this was good but i would rather see him do some some other drama then mm. do too much more of this that that isn't yeah i i i feel i feel like i probably wouldn't want him unless they're gonna do a sequel i'd be up for a sequel they were gonna do it they were gonna do a trilogy yeah, of them, i think because yeah. at the end of it they do set it up but apparently this film didn't do well enough for yeah it just it just didn't go anywhere did it yeah. but um yeah I, I wouldn't necessarily want him to go i think he's great in his serious roles as well but i wouldn't necessarily want him to go into comedy because this is a very specialised character yeah. that I enjoy like this kind of comedy yeah whereas if it goes into Steve Carell kind of Will Ferrell comedy it's like it doesn't do it for me it's because this like is Brad Pitt smart, and it is smart for you mm. and I feel like this mm. is ha- 
I watched this film as you kind of watched Burn After Reading as well. Mm. I was yes when it got to the end of this film I was like I I know why Paul likes this because I can't quite put my finger on in what ways it is like it but it it did feel very burn after reading mm. it I, is this is better this is much better in my opinion but but uh, I could feel the similarities and and you know what it is actually I've, I've just figured it out it's that sort of well all of this is for nothing with yeah. what has been accomplished because by the, by the time you get to the end they didn't actually really succeed with anything no one really went yeah, down there was just everything carried on just like the end of burn off the reading which was which was good that was I like that element of it talking of um, Gosley again you you said he oh he you felt like he overplayed it in some ways firstly I I don't um. I don't, I I don't think wonder. he overplayed it. I think the way he was written. Yes, yeah, like the joke. He, he did well with what he had. Yeah. yeah. I sometimes wonder whether how this would do with another actor in the role, whether I love it because of Ryan Gosling, because of his, like, you, he's known for these serious roles, or. If it was Jim how, Carrey, how would you feel? I don't uh, know. See, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be a as different type of comedy. I don't think. Yeah, it's like, I feel like it feels fresh because it's Ryan Gosling yeah and yeah yeah it's exciting yeah. as well yeah and that's why I kind of feel like well maybe it must be him it must be him the reason I enjoy it so much but when you say he, um, some parts are overplayed a bit there's one scene that always like I love I pretty much love every part of this film there's no point where I go that didn't really work well for me apart from this one moment where he finds the dead body laying against the tree and he's he's sitting up there he's sitting there on the tree and, and yeah. Russell Crowe's calling down to him and he's trying to tell him there's a body there and he's got, and he's doing that noise like <laughs> yeah and I was like didn't really mostly his 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 the comedy normally comes across quite natural like yes. he come up naturally where that didn't feel natural to me uh, well that's interesting that you say that like, now the re- the reason for that is because that scene is is him doing a, a sort of like honourable mention reference to Abbott and Costello because in mm-hmm. Abbott and Costello that used to happen when Frankenstein would appear or the Wolfman or something I can't okay. remember which one it is it's Abbott or Costello would do that whole <laughs> that, that thing and it yeah. works in the 1920s and the 1930s yeah the that whole build-up to that is great, though, when he's got his lighter. It is. The build-up so is, is framed very well. Do you know who that body is? Who? Do is you the, know Paul? As in, like, who the character is or who... Who the actor is. Oh, no. Robert Downey Jr. Is it? Is it? Yeah. They put a fake beard on him as well. Holy shit. I told How Jenny they... that, that, and she was like, why? What, just, like, why would they get they, him to do what, that? What's the point? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The link. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Is Val Kilmore um, in it as well, then? No, nah, probably not. <laughs> Valkyrie was probably very ill at this point. I'd say. Uh, is he not very yes, well? He's not, no, he's not very well. He's had f- uh, throat cancer. Has he? I never knew that. That's a shame. On yeah. a side note, I saw him the other day putting on the, the Batman mask. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was like, what is going on with him? Mm. I didn't realise he had gone through all that, but, yeah, he, he, he looks unwell. I felt Spe- very sorry for him. Speaking of him, actually, he's, um, he's just releasing a documentary on... Prime, I think it is. Yeah, and it's, it's I, all about his life. I, I, I wish he would. I'm not interested. I kind of want to see it. I don't I think. Don't really I don't, I've never. I've never seen him in anything that I thought he was good at. Let's go back to nice guys. Talking about that scene, oh, I laugh every fucking time when he's the girl's dressed as the Indian. He's like, "I'll be a cowboy. Shoot me." <laughs> <laughs> he 
Oh, yeah. man. And he falls off the balcony. It's that is funny. So funny, man. So good. And the girl's like, look at him. She That is a very good piece of acting from that woman as well. Because the way she's looking down, it's a very, very honest, drunk portrayal. And she's looking down like, oh, this guy's falling. And then she kind of just gets distracted and walks away. And it was like, it felt so natural. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Do you reckon she was there? Everyone just got drunk? Maybe. You never know. But I always I always think of that. I think that the woman plays that role very well, whoever she is. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you on, on, on the things that are funny and stuff. He, 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 he is funny. And yes, everything is looks good. And it makes sense to, for it to be in the 70s to give it that look and everything but that's what i mean i that works when you're in it you know what i mean you've seen mm. these films the films yeah. that when you're in it you're like oh i'm enjoying this and i did yeah. there was never a point in the film where i was like i'm not enjoying this i enjoyed it but it's then it didn't have the link that nothing lingers the, the reason is there is no deeper layer to any of it and i'm not talking about oh give me some hidden meaning or be saying something else but give give me something a little uh, a little profound give me a little edge it was just like you know this thing i think it's interesting that shane black says that this is also like a movie about movie making mm-hmm. because i i think you're you're bigging yourself up a bit too much there because yeah, he's trying to toot his own horn for no reason really. he is because like i get it with things like okay you've got kim massinger and russell crowe in the same film in the 70s so it makes you think of la confidential but mm-hmm. that's not you know that's really having to try and connect dots and it's like all you're doing by saying this is a film about movie making is making me think about other films that it's like but it's not quite as good at you know i didn't i i I liked russell crowe's i liked um ryan gosling's character but he became a little bit unlikable by the end i i russell crowe I was just a bit cold on throughout. Everything kind of looked beautiful. Things were very grand, good, good production. You know, all all that mm. color. But I kind of just by the end, these. I would cold. agree with you that on Ben. Every time I rewatch this film, I'm like, why don't I give it a ten out of ten? Why don't I give it a ten out of ten? And when it comes to the end, I'm a bit like, okay, that is why I, that, I can't really put my finger on it as such. But I feel like there's something at the end that just lets it down. I don't know if it runs out of steam. If the plot goes a little bit too silly when they're all fighting, yeah, I would However, say they have, the f- it's probably the best moment in the film when he's sitting on that car stand and it spins around. It spins around. Yeah, that's clever. I think the, the the bit of the film that I enjoyed the least is probably getting towards the end. There was good stuff once they're at that car show, but there's also best stuff. Like what I don't get is why John Boy gives a fuck about that film being shown. He is a hitman. He doesn't care about that fucking film being shown. So why all of a sudden in the middle of that car show is he like it's still it's still in the in the projector? Like who are you talking to? Just go and kill the people you were paid to kill. That's all you're there to do. What <laughs> he might have been paid, he might have been paid to uh, stop the film from being shown. But he wasn't though, was he? He was just he was just meant to. <laughs> How do you know? Kill. He <clears throat> so uh, it kind of goes hand in hand with generally the fact that I think the plot even though i'm aware this isn't it's not really about the plot but the plot wasn't very you said you thought it was quite clever i i didn't because it was like this this is silly this this is make no sense like because of this perfume thing and this porno none of this really adds up i think i think the thing of it is that he tries to make 
he does this with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang as well. And the way that you feel is probably the the way that I feel about that film a little bit. Is he tries to wrap quite a simple plot, and he tries to wrap it up in like some some misleading stuff and some confusing stuff to make you kind of not get the ending before the ending comes around and it makes it makes it feel a bit messy and a bit like so why did why did we have this whole story just for that to be the ending and that's how kiss kiss bang bang kiss kiss bang bang was for me right whereas this i can't i whether whether it's the the uh the characters that that brought me along in the story i love this so much more than kiss kiss bang bang for that Mm. but i get it I, i can get it because with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Bang, I, when I get to the end, I almost go, so how do we get to that ending? I've only yeah. ever seen it once, and mm. I don't remember and it well. I can well. see people doing the same thing in, in, like, in The Nice Guys, where it's, it starts off with this porn star, and they're flying this girl, and this, this old lady who's trying to find the girl, and then it's like... I, I'm trying to find where the link is. Yeah. In this story, like, how is this? And then it ends up being because these they don't these cars are faulty and they don't want them to let them out and they're just letting it pass. Mm. And it's like, so how did we get there? Yes. And but it always make, it makes it quite a bit more I, sense when you watch the film that there's little things yeah. they do that link it up a bit better. But that is effectively the film. Yeah, but but I've watched it quite a few times now, and I I know the plot, so that doesn't really bother me because I know exactly how it's going to play out, but I enjoy the journey along the way. Whereas Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I enjoy the journey, but the plot doesn't deliver for me. And that's the difference between those films. But it, they're, yeah, I they're get that. exactly the same. The pacing and the way the story's wrapped up are exactly the same. But it must be that, I mean, there's a little bit like over-sexualization of this woman in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang as well, which I don't like, but... There is definitely the point that you're saying there about when you 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 were like yeah but how does this link up how does this add up is it puts me in mind of what I was thinking about this film one of the things I didn't like was the slight sexualization of women and particularly okay it's about porn so so you're gonna have mm. a bit of that but that opening scene with the kid when she comes crashing through in the car and the kid's just seen her in the magazine and then he sees her splayed across the car with her tits out mm. I was There's like no need for that. I couldn't remember that and when I saw it I was like oh right so this must be staged and it must have some meaning the fact that she's splayed out like a porn star on the car and then says the name of the porno and yeah. it's like but no it didn't why why would she why was she splayed out like that on display and why did she say the name of the porno so I don't think it needs it I agree but, but, um, but generally I found that there was a lot of things like that along the way in the plot line when it came to that film and like the grandma seeing the one and it just I was a bit like yeah even if you can stitch all this up you, I don't really care did you did you there wasn't much other sexualization apart from that one scene was there the well party, there was the, the women stars, at the but, party oh yeah. right yeah yeah, but, yeah, then yeah. A, but it is a porn star party so it kind of does work with what they're going for but they also they went too much with Gosling at that party by having him. I, you could tell that he was going to jump in with the mermaids, but it was like I don't like that because that's stupid. Yeah, but it's funny though. It is funny. <laughs> yeah, but see, you know the, this whole stupid humor thing. Fine, if, yeah. if that's your thing. But this film wasn't being stupid humor eighty percent of the time, and then twenty percent of the time it did. I think that's why it works well for me because it's the same with. It's like that's. The, I think that's the difference between watching naked gun and watching this because 
the stupid humour is wrapped up in a decent plot and a serious plot so that it makes it I think that makes it a nicer package mm. more presentable package for me and I enjoy that more than just to seeing a whole reel of stupidness I see I see mm. and let me just go back before we move on to something else the only link I can make for that initial scene where she's splayed out on the the bonnet of the car is the fact that they keep talking about children know too much right at the moment like yeah. they're, they're exposed to too much and he was already reading porn magazines this little boy and I feel like it's some it's some link there because they, they're always talking about it. and then this little girl his um, March's little girl she knows too much she knows all about the what the, what the porn stars are talking about and she's trying to get involved in adult business and stuff and I think that is I think that scene is there for that reason I don't think they need it I don't think it really does anything for the film mm. maybe they just wanted they just wanted some way to get um, Misty Mountains into the film like yeah. physically but yeah it's, it was a bit it was a bit like why is it so staged <laughs> yes it was it was very stagey yeah but you know like I can you imagine people hating this film no I don't think you could hate it really could you hate it I can't imagine hating it no I don't I think it has too much going on for it to hate it but I can that's the thing I think like my you know like I said I couldn't really remember it so in all our conversations about it it sounds like I hate it and maybe I even mm. lead myself to believe before this that I hated it or really disliked it but that's only because of like this wave of praise for it yeah. which I feel is really unjustified I can get it if a couple of people like if you just told me that you give this a 10 I'd be like oh that's cool he, he, he gives that a 10 it really works for him but for so many people to to hold this in such high esteem it makes me go hang on hang on hang on what are you talking about because feel, uh, do you think it's the Gosling link do you think people just love Gosling so people much? People love Gosling like- for sure, hundred percent. They give it a blight because of that. But I tell yeah. you one thing that we haven't spoken about at all, and this is part of the problem, right? One person we haven't spoken about at all who shares the fucking screen with him is yeah, Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. And the thing is, because Russell Crowe just turns up and he's a meathead, and that's it. And you're mm-hmm. given a tiny bit of oh, he used to drink, so you know he, he's a bit of a he's a bit of an edgy character. He used to drink, and then at the end he's, he's drinking. It's like th- that's nothing. Crow turns up and, and does a perfectly f- acceptable performance, but there's nothing, nothing to him, nothing for me to think about afterwards w- about it, you know, mm. to really mm. enjoy. I, I agree with that. I'd, I'd, I'd find someone, if they said they didn't have a fun time watching this film, or you wanted to turn this film off because you were bored, I'd, I'd, question, I'd be like, I, I, I can't see that. If you maybe didn't like it at the end, whatever, that's so you didn't like it, but I wouldn't say you were bored or you didn't, you wanted to turn this film off. I can't see mm. someone saying that. But there obviously is going to be people like that because there's people like that of every film. Mm. Do you know who's great in this though? And don't get her props is the daughter. I don't know how you pronounce her name. Angry or Angery Rice, Gosling's daughter. Yeah, mm. she was really mm-hmm. good. And it's hard for me to like kids in also, films. Also, she held her own against great. those two actors as well. Oh yes, you're right. Yeah. and Most she made that character her own without just being like Gosling's daughter. Yeah, all of that kind she of did. shit. One thing that really didn't work for me with her, though, a crucial moment in the film. This is a hitman. He is a killer, a cold-blooded killer. Russell Crowe 
is about to just finish him off and she's like oh, yeah. oh don't don't be that person it's like no this doesn't feel right I get no. it earlier in the film You're it trying makes to sense for a young arc, innocent aren't you yeah exactly yeah, that, that, and that's what it was it was a forced in arc for him it was so it was so signposted all the way earlier in the film when she talks to him after the fact and said did you kill that man that makes sense for her to be concerned and be like I knew you weren't a bad guy yeah that makes sense to do it so obviously at the end at that moment no come on it was almost no, it to work. it was almost to redeem him but I don't think he needed redeeming he di- he didn't he, he needed redeeming in the eyes of a child maybe but yeah. we as adults all know that no, actually he was getting the best thing done. in that situation was kill him yeah. yeah it's like this guy's a fucking horrible person kill him <laughs> it's like yes. we don't need to re- redeem him in our eyes children aren't watching this film <laughs> no <laughs> but yeah I, I, I get that with uh, Crow I enjoy the the way he bounces off of Gosling but Gosling is everything <laughs> in this film he is he is the the comedy he is the the thing that draws me to the film yeah I just like that Crow is this catalyst that kind of brings out this comedy out of Gosling yeah like the scene the scene with him when they're when he says he's got to break his arm I love the way that they're bouncing off yeah I love that they're bouncing off each other that way and he's just this this yeah straight down the line I'm breaking your arm there's no comedy from him, but the thing that makes it great is Gosling. Yeah. And I yeah, like the yeah. fact that I like the balance that I don't think Crow needed to be anything other than that. He needed to be the straight guy, I think. To I, make I, the I, I mean, I agree. So if you've got someone who's who's silly and, and over the top with their with their humor slightly, you need someone to balance it out. I, I agree. But then I kind of felt like I needed something more from him. They hinted at mm. the fact that he was divorced and that he'd had this alcoholic past. We needed to see a little more of that edge throughout but again film, if you know? think they were planning to make this film as more than one they could have delved into that in the next film or something that might have been like I, their plan I got the impression that they wanted to, to create something in, uh, like create another film after this for yeah. sure mm. and it also they could have actually probably written that maybe into the second film instead of this film like this film's about Gosling in the second one you go into Crow mm. I think the, f- the funny thing about it as well it is kind of in the writing that it almost offers the fact that here you can learn something about Crow now. Like the bit where he's opening up about how he was this hero who saved saved someone in a cafe from... Yeah. F- f- and and then Gosling's asleep and the story just ends. Yeah. And it's like, it's comedy, it's funny, because it's like, we don't care about what you've got to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get I, I, That's, yeah. That's a... I didn't like just snoozing off on the board. <laughs> I just didn't. It was like, oh come on, man. <laughs> the, the 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 silly humor, the silly humor that worked for me is the, like the toilet, him on the toilet seat, trying to and keep he's the like, gun oh, you know, pointed on him. <laughs> yeah, all of that is funny. That's funny. I like that. that I, that's practical. I funny. Do, yeah, I do think that that toilet door scene that was done so well. I bet, it's, I bet it doesn't look like it'd be like it looks like quite a simple scene right yeah. I think it's so hard to get that door to swing back and forward the way it did and control it the way it did yeah because it was like bouncing it back that's and almost forth. kind of where the film starts in some way yeah. it's like that's the start of their relationship then there's not they're not against each other now they're with each other <laughs> I like I love that whole segment as well and he's like turn around you know there's a mirror here <laughs> I can see you he goes I want like, you to look I want you to look <laughs> yeah it's like turn back around what was your favourite moment, Adam? Um, 
Where's my favourite moment? I probably say the moment I laugh the most is when he's on the car and it spins okay, around. Yeah, it's just. I think that's that's such a great segment. Like, and it's the, it's so funny because you know it's going to happen, and as soon as you see him hit behind that car, every single time you watch it, you're immediately laughing because maybe the first time you watch, it, you don't re- you don't realise exactly what's about to play out, but yes, you just it's remember. Like he's got his eyes like, closed. Oh, come on, it's <laughs> so good, and he gets up and he jumps over the car and he's like, oh shit. And the, I love the I love the payoff because it's like the whole film he's falling off of things, yeah. And the crows ha- constantly having to go at him like, "You didn't just fall, did you?" And he's like, "Yes, I just fell down a hill." And then the whole, pretty much the whole last segment where he's trying to get the film reel, he's just falling constantly, yeah. like he's falling off of roofs, he's falling through windows, and, and he goes, like, I, "I think I'm indestructible. I just think I can't die." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's I think it's. It, it will come across as dumb, but I think it is so smart. It is quite clever. It is so smart, and it's so well written. Like, to have jokes pay off like that... This could have easily been a stupid be film. It could have easily just yeah. been ridiculous. I Yeah, I mean, it, it could have, and it was... I, don't, I really don't want to feel snooty about about this and looking down my nose at it, because I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. I just... Mm. I, I don't think that it was anything special on that front. Like, I had... I laughed at it as much as i would laugh at like 22 jump street for example mm-hmm. it leaves as much impact on me as that did yeah i had a good time watching it but 20 22 jump street is more silly comedy in my opinion yeah it is but i had as good a time watching that as i did this mm. because i wasn't like if this is a bit more serious with a bit pl- more plot then your plot needs to be a little bit more engaging and tight and it wasn't it constantly felt like we were trying to work out what the conspiracy was, what was actually going on while they were. And as it was moving forward, it was getting more complex and confusing and nonsensical. And I'm really sure if you took all the comedy out of it, not that you would and not that I want to, cause I'm not like that. But if you took mm. all the comedy out of it and just went, right, what's the story? What's the conspiracy here? It just wouldn't add up yeah. what was going on. And that's okay in a silly comedy, but in a comedy that tries to be a bit more than that, yeah, you need you need to be tighter. Do you know what? I think at the same time it is intentional because you have to think that these two detectives, they're not the best detectives. They're just bumbling along, basically yeah. falling upon the uh the clues and stuff, literally falling. And like like the bit where you were waiting they get to say the that, weren't you? Like, like literally get the note of it says APT and they're like, is it apartment? Is it the airport? That was funny. And they go to they go to the <laughs> flats and it's like, oh, it's not down. It's not. Yeah, that was that was funny. Where you thought it was that really redemptive yeah. moment. For, see, that's clever humor. That's yes. clever. That's clever. And, like, and then he's and like, airport just, it is then. Half of the time they're they're going they they have false leads. Yeah, and they're leading down false roads and. Not not everything that they they try and look at is actually anything to do with what the the, the end result is. Yeah, and that's what makes it funny, and that's what why it kind of works because they're supposed to be these these idiotic detectives who who are trying to understand what the hell's going on, just like we are. Yeah, it's kind of like you know what what could you do more with these characters though. Like, you can't arc these characters anymore because their arc, if there is an arc in this, is so minimal, there's mm. nowhere else to take them. 
you haven't they weren't built up to be anything more than what they were a meathead and a bit of an airhead working together it's almost the brad pitt gosling's almost the brad pitt character from burn after reading although mm. not annoying um this is what brad pitt could have been in burn do after you think reading. do you think it was because of brad pitt that you didn't like the brad pitt character I don't know. I think that's just an annoyingly written character. But but Pitt is when when Pitt does a bad performance, he does a bad performance for me. Like Aldo Rain in Inglorious Bastards, I really take against that. And it's like, oh Pitt, I know how good you are. Why are you doing this? Mm. I think Pitt can't do funny. We've just moved away from nice guys, but Pitt can't do funny, and that's why he doesn't work in Inglorious Bastards for me because that role is not a serious role. It's a, it's a silly role. Yeah, that's that's what I work. Wanted, yeah, that's what I wanted to distinguish. Whether because you have a, I think you have a preconception that you, you don't like Pitt being funny with Inglorious Bastards as well. Hmm. And maybe he just can't do it. If Gosling, yeah, I'm wondering if Gosling was in the was in the burn off the role reading. in Burn off the Reading. I, would that do you know what? Different? I can almost immediately imagine liking that performance more. Yeah. Mm. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, so he, Pitt, Pitt's he was the an problem. annoying character, but Pitt, yeah. That, that, I mean, and that's to Gosling's credit because he is generally a, a dramatic actor, but then he shows that he can do comedy well, and not he everyone has the can. Range. Sometimes they try and branch out from the genre, and it just don't work. Robert De Niro, okay, he had occasional flashes of brilliance, but that was like king king of comedy. As a comedic actor, he is not funny. <laughs> the <laughs> the humour from him comes from putting him. De Niro, who we know, in so-called funny situations, but he is All not with funny comedians. Actor. He would be the yeah. Russell Crowe in this incident. That doesn't make him funny. He is a really unfunny guy. I, I can't think of a Pitt film where Pitt makes me laugh. Well, at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's not really a comedy role, though, is it? Well, it's not, but do you remember the first time I watched that, I said how much I disliked Pitt's character in it, and then on second watch, I valued him more. That's because I saw the level in him. Mm. I don't think... I think he's he's really good at being, like, sleek. He, I he's, want him to be a Tyler Durden type in most films. Yeah, that is, that is what he's best at, being that character. Yeah. That sleek, like, um, confident... And you want to be like him, the, kind the, of guy. The life of the room, kind of thing. You want yeah. to be him. All guys want to be him, and all girls want to be with him. Yeah, that is what he's good at. Oh, Lou, come on! We really like this place. <laughs> What's that from? Oh, Lou, we really like this place. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> come on, Lou! We really like this place. Shut the fuck up. You don't know where I've been, Lou. You don't know where I've been. Are you fucking Lou. idiots? This Lou. is Fight Club. When he, he who's when Lou? Lou is. Who's Lou? Lou's the name on the front of this fucking club. I'm Lou. Who the fuck oh, are you? Oh yes. Jesus. I can't even think who Lou is. And one of you has Lou. Uh, one of you has Fight Club in the top ten, Adam. Yes. Anyway, we've gone off topic. I don't remember every line <laughs> of every film I ever watched, Ben. It is Why your not? specialty. It is your specialty, Ben. You can. You just got Why that not? memory. The best <laughs> moment in this film was for for me though the uh, moment when they turn up at the party and his daughter is at the trunk and she says, "There's all whores around here and stuff." Oh, and yeah. he says, I, "I told you not to talk like that. Don't say and stuff. Just say, Daddy, there are whores here." That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. But then, a good line. and then in the perfect example of them milking it, 
she then she repeats does it. that to someone else and it's like ruined it yeah she does it to the porn actress little and often yes just yeah. like with all the shrieks the initial gosling shriek ah, f- funny okay but have him doing it too much come on now mm. just like That's him fair. drinking and getting drunk at first a little bit funny and then progressively drinking and everywhere he goes he wants a drink not funny mm. and you're doing it and the trouble is you're doing it at the sacrifice and you're sacrificing plot you you should be knitting up this plot at this moment rather than just throwing in another joke that isn't working that's fair in my opinion i don't think that that was the film though they they were trying to they're trying to their hardest not to solve the riddles half the time yeah, because I'm they're sure. just failing themselves listen i had a good time with it i enjoyed it when yes. i watched it i don't really have anything bad to say about it other than it is not it is not a movie that i'm going to be thinking of yeah what would you think of more my name is jeff or <laughs> or the line don't say and stuff my name's jeff that will always stay with me <laughs> yeah. and that's and that's but see in that situation it, that seems silly my name's jeff seems silly but in that situation, it's very funny the way it's been yeah. written. Yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, so it works. But and it's Tatum. Tatum had to deliver that line for it to yeah. work. I love... Which which one... You know those Jump Street movies. I enjoy both of them. Yeah, yeah, they're good. The second one, I can't remember which... I think it's the second one I enjoy more. But anyway, here's... The second one, yeah, the second one's a little bit better, I think. The second one's My Name's Jeff. Yeah, that's the one I enjoy more. Is that the one where they go on drugs? He's it, fucking the captain's at daughter. At school. Oh yeah, yeah, that is then, isn't it? Yeah, that's when they're on drugs at the school because that's yeah, like that's you say, he 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 dates the captain's daughter, Ice Cube's daughter. No, that's in the second well, one. He dates do they the go to school daughter. again? No, they go to university, don't they? In the second one. Oh, university, right, 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 right. In the first one, they're on drugs in school. They were supposed to do a third, wasn't it? And they were going to be doctors. Oh, maybe or it's something. the first one I liked. Then I can't remember. Anyway, they're both good. Yeah. Anyway, they're both good and as street. good as the nice guys. Well, there you go. Talking, to, but we didn't actually go down this road but you were talking about getting more story out of these characters if they're going to do more and I agree their arcs are kind of over the the arc of Russell Crowe was to find some humanity he found a bit of humanity by the end and, and he found a bottle at the end of it he did I like I like actually that he became <laughs> an alcoholic again at the end because traditionally you're an alcoholic at the at the beginning and then at yes. the end you've sobered up cleaned up that's your arc yes. he's goes yes. the other way <laughs> well maybe that's, like that. that's the that's his next arc he's got to come off the drink again <laughs> he put on an, a lot of weight for this film we were watching well, it and like did did russell crowe just let himself go and he's watch like yeah, unhinged yeah. and then tell me if he's Uh-oh. let himself go in this one <laughs> i feel like he's not been able to shake the weight these are his divorce years aren't they well there you go <laughs> was he going through a divorce so that makes a lot of sense then I'm eating because I'm, I'm unhappy and I'm unhappy because I eat amen brother <laughs> and then yes Gosling just wanted to be happy that is the whole his arc isn't it so he drinks and provide for his daughter yeah provide for his daughter be successful in the eyes of his his daughter who always sort of saw, saw him as a bit of a joke joke yeah. yeah I'm just having a look here now down oh please stop cars honking out the window will you stop when i look out the window here look when i look down the um catalog here in terms of ones that i've seen the only film by gosling that i've seen other than this where he could it was could be considered a comedy 
is Lars and the Real Girl, and that was very indie. And oh, he he just played himself. Yeah. He didn't I, play I, it. I don't think I've seen it. I feel I remember wanting to watch it, but I don't think I ever saw it. So that's the one where he orders a sex doll. The Steve Carell one's a comedy, isn't it? But he kind of plays it straight again in that. Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I've got it on my watch list. Is it any good? I remember there being something funny in it, but I can't remember what it is. Like something that sticks out of being really funny. I can't remember much about it. Uh, But see, yeah, you know, like, I mean, he's great. He did did well at comedy, and in the right hands, I'm sure he would do another great comedy again, but I just worry that in the wrong hands, it it would not play very well, because... Yeah, he was good. He was good. Mm. It, it was all fine, boys. It's fine. There's no shame. Put that in on here. the poster. I'm it's sure that Julio is very upset with me right now because I know that Julio was excited to to uh, tear this film me down. tear this down a bit. But the truth <laughs> is, Julio, I was as well. And then I didn't really have too many legs to stand on to do so, other than it's ordinary. And maybe sometimes that is the biggest uh, insult you can level at something. Why be ordinary oh, in, a, in a world of yes. fantastic things? In so, a world of extraordinary. Very well, much there so. you go. And uh, there you go, Julio. That's just for you. <laughs> uh, is that it? I think that's I it think for so. me. I think well, so. Well, well done. And you know what? Thanks for putting it on the radar again, Adam, because it made me watch it. And now, unlike the first time I watched it, forgot about it, and thought I hated it, now I know that I watched it, I enjoyed it, and that's it. I'll just go, oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Would that you movie. ever watch again? No. If Jenny no went to you in like a year's time, or she watched Nice Guys, you'd be like, No. You'd be like, We watched that last year. Let me just say two moments that I just want to say to, to fix it in history of film busters. Yeah. One, I've already mentioned the the scene where he's trying to find his ankle gun. In the, after car the dream. When he's asleep. Yeah, but he, in the in the scene down the line where he's trying to find it. And he's like, where's your ankle gun? And he's like, what are yeah. you talking about? Yeah, I think that's so funny. It makes me laugh. It makes me laugh seeing that scene and thinking about that in the future of that that's going to happen. <laughs> but really funny that I think is so fucking funny is when he smashes the window. Well, and the beginning. Cuts his wrist open. <laughs> oh oh so, my God, that is funny. Yeah. So funny. So do you know what? The what? beginning of the film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When that happens... I'd totally forgotten about it, but I was immediately like, oh shit, I was so wrong about this film. This is going to be brilliant. Because <laughs> yeah. I was so bought in from the I was like, this is funny, man. <laughs> when he, yeah. I love how, how like he's getting his hand ready to like smash through and he's like proper like wrapping the wrapping the material around. And it's, it's, <laughs> you're, you're right. Yeah, actually that is the funniest oh, moment in the film. That, so and, and, that and the and stuff moment. There was yes. great. There was good stuff in it. There was great stuff in it. But yeah, fantastic. Yeah, well done. All good. All it's good. all gravy. It's all gravy. Well, should we move on to some letterbox reviews? Oh yes, oh, yes. let's hear them. Right. Yes, I've gone on letterbox and found three reviews from very distinctly different ratings. I have a ten, a six, and a two out of ten from different people. So interesting. It's going to be very diverse and interesting to see what they have to say. The first one is from Lily, and she gives it a 10 out of 10. She said, Man, I fucking love this. I feel like if I rewatch this film, it would end up in my favourite movies list. It was so fucking good. I love the style of it. Whenever a film is set in the 70s, it always works for me. The whole vibe of this movie was fucking fantastic and just an awesome viewing experience. I absolutely adored every second. Plus, we get a DILF Ryan Gosling. <laughs> 
Very potty mouth over there. <laughs> Very. We love it. Yes. We embrace it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> a dilf. A dilf. Yeah. Well, I mean, Measurely. is he? I wouldn't call him that because he's like I. I I'm. I suppose he's you, an attractive he's a, man. You he's could a be dad, a dad isn't he? at he's any dad. point. You could be a dad at eighteen. Does that make you a dilf? Yeah. I think because I really you're a dad. feel like when you're saying dilf and milf, you're talking. I would say forty plus. Personally, I think that's what the criteria is. How old? Yeah, is you're talking to someone in that age. Just well, I don't think he's I'm forty. Yet, like is he late thirties? Certainly not in this Close. film. Yeah, I guess so. I think she actually means the fact he's the dad in the film. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Let me tell you how old Ryan Gosling is because otherwise I'll get he's annoyed. Sixty-two. Wow! Look at that, sixty-two <laughs> man. Ryan Gosling, when he made this, was uh, my age that I am now. Oh well. Thirty-five. You've revealed your age again. Two uh, times in in a year. Do you care? Ben? That's okay. That's okay. They can know that I'm older than Creasley. Creased. Creased. Let's hear from Dick Tugnuts, Adam. The next review here is from Dick Tugnuts. Yes, Dick Tugnuts. And they gave the film a 6 out of 10. And they go on to say, I know I'm a big Ryan Gosling fan, but he's the only reason I watch this. He carries this movie on his shoulders. Crow looks bored. The plot is all over the place. It could have been a better and a fun movie. Gry- Gosling is absolutely hilarious in this. How did you say Gryan? Gryan. Gryan. I don't know well, how I said that. I mean, I kind of... I, it's a little bit like how you feel. Yes, that's accurate. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, that's kind of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosling is harsh... absolutely hilarious in it, though. He's yeah, very just good. Taken a, Do you think Crow looks bored? They've just taken a harsher turn. I think, I think that's trying. wrong. Crow doesn't look bored. Crow's enjoying no. this. I feel like he's just his character. I do feel like he's in it and he's like, oh, I'm doing a comedy. That's what I feel he feels like. True. I, it, he No, I wouldn't say he's bored. I think Crow would look back on this film and go, yeah, like that one. Proud of that one. Yeah. I, when these two were on Graham Norton promoting it, what's that guy's name? Greg. What's that comedian, Adam? The one Greg from Davies. Yeah, Greg Davies tells a story about when he shits himself at school, and it is funny. It's a funny story, anyway. It is told very well. But mm. Gosling, Gosling cannot contain himself. He is cracking up, and then they get Russell Crowe to crack up with a story that they and you can just tell okay these two guys really like each other as well and have a good sense of humour so oh, it works that's nice the best yeah. one the best Ryan Gosling one is when he's on This Morning with Alison Hammond and Harrison Ford I know th- that is funny but actually watch the Graham Norton one I think oh. you'll f- he's really yeah I want to watch that, that. they Very seem funny. like nice guys let's have the last review here from Martin Braunton hopefully I pronounced that right who gave it a 2 out of 10 and said oh dear here's a prime entry in the most disappointing film of the year category unfunny and frustratingly dumb black comedy more knockabout spoof ball than half decent thriller couldn't wait for this to be over annoyingly bad just please I didn't waste my time in the cinema watching this nonsense that's very harsh well people can hate this film people can hate it (laughs) I mean unfunny and frustratingly dumb I mean it's not unfunny for me if it is for him that's the way it is frustratingly dumb I wouldn't say it's frustratingly dumb there's dumb moments and yeah it is knockabout spoof ball more than a thriller that's true I can I can understand that if people don't like this kind of humour like at all like yeah. I, I know you can probably tolerate it a bit Ben but if people really don't like stupid like kind of dumb comedy then mm. they're really turning against it because that's, that's right. what it is. Yeah. I suppose so. But people need to have a good time as well. Comedy is it. I'm not anti-comedy. If you're mm. going to watch something like this, you know you're not watching it because it's a thriller. It's marketed as a comedy. 
So like ben, like Paul when he was bloody watching Reanimator and didn't get enough gore. Gore, yes. And actually, do you know what? Reanimator is a, a good comparison because it gave Paul what he wanted and not me what I wanted. Mm. Yes. Whereas in this, I could I would have done I could have enjoyed a little more focus on plot. Not too much though. I'm aware what kind of film it is. Mm. It's nothing like Reanimator actually. <laughs> I think it's I think it is in the fact that I want the silliness over the seriousness, but you're the opposite. That's right. That's our that personalities anyway. Yes. That's why we love each other so much, because opposites attract. Opposites attract. Uh, right, shall we place this? Shall we place oh, shit. this? Yes, let's place it. Listen, listeners, we're going to do everything live for you because this is a momentous moment. We were just about to work out where this film places in our charts. We realised it averages out at 8.7, and that means it could crack into our top 10 of all time on this podcast, but it would have to take top spot above all these other films that are currently on 8.7. So let's work from the bottom up, boys. So in bottom place, Uncut Gems. Beats oh, it. It's better. That's two out of three. So gotta go up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, look, I'm out of it because I think all yeah. of these films are better than better than. Oh yeah, true. Nice guys. So it's Very between true. you two. John Wick Chapter Three. Beats it. Beats it. Really? Nocturnal Ooh, animals. This, it's gonna stop. It's gonna stop here because Adam's not gonna have that. It beats nocturnal animals for me. Oh, it's. Uh, Wow, what's he gonna do? Will the pressure and Adam? Just, uh, just so you know, the next film up, the one. So don't feel like you have to put it above Nocturnal Animals to get it in the top top ten because the film above this, in order for it to make the top ten, is Three Billboards. So work it out. Is it better nah, than it, either it's of them? It's not beating. It's not beating Nocturnal Animals. Well, there, there we go. go. 12th so place. listeners, 12th place, you heard it. Very close, good effort, nice guys. That's but good. you're in the top 20, which is still a good bracket, and what you've actually done is push Baccarat out of our top 20. Look at Ooh. that. And Blues Brothers Baccarat now occupies the 20th spot. But that was good, that was exciting. Almost went there. When was the last film we had? A, when was the last time we had a film crack the, the top 10? I know, it's been ages. Uh, one Night in Miami probably, isn't it? Uh yeah, one night was, in Miami. That was one night that was done after the fact. No, we did one night in Miami in um in uh yeah, but October was rating on afterwards. Yeah, but it didn't change because he gave it the same rating as we all did. Mm. Oh, okay. Very, uh, very sorry, everyone. I posted our call to patrons very late in the day, only a couple of hours before we recorded. So, so uh, I didn't give our patrons enough time to suggest anything. But Julio just snuck in there twenty five minutes ago to say. And he also excused my uh, uh, delay because he said, I'd be that way too if I'd had to sit through the nice guys again. Little glimpse into how Julio feels again. Uh, he says, anyway, I'm past the deadline, but for what it's worth, you're not. Here you go. In the Heights was great, and I can't wait to watch it again. I must for anyone who liked Hamilton and anyone who loves musicals, really. I have seen the trailer for it, and mm. I feel like it could annoy me. I feel like Hamilton it's, it is magic. It looks a bit too much. It, it does look... West Side yeah. Story, it looks like. <laughs> But then That's I haven't seen West Side Story, so I can't really judge that. But this looks... I don't know. If the songs are as good as Hamilton, then great. Mm. Zoe's looking forward to it, so I'll probably end up watching it. Well, and she's I, very I excited for it. I'll watch it if it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm sure it'd be very good. Mm. Julio likes it. There you go. That's enough. That's what we need. 
Cheers, Julio. We'll check it out. We'll check that out. Anyway, getting back to me. Oh, yes. I, I haven't decided what film. I've, I did a short list of three, right? Okay. And I have real trouble deciding which it's going to be. So much like Adam did last time, I'm going to give you rough things for you to indicate which one I should go with. So the first one requires you both to purchase it because it is not available to stream anywhere. So you'd have okay. to buy the disc. Right. right. The second one you've both seen and is a long film. And the third one you've both seen and is a sequel. So mm-hmm. out of them three, you decide because I'm happy to do any of the three. Can we ask three questions each yes. about how we're going to decide? Okay. My first question is, have we done the first film of the sequel? Uh, no. Okay. My second question is, because I didn't hear what you said, have we both seen the one we have to purchase? No, neither of you have seen the one you have to purchase. Okay. And my third question is... Oh, no, I can't ask that. I was about to say, which one do you like most? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I can't tell you that. Um, uh, The one... What is the genre of the one we have to purchase? Um, I'm not sure... (laughs) I've have you seen it? To say. Have you seen give it? Us a rush, give us a rough genre for every film. I, I have seen it. So a rough genre for every film. So that one that I can't really put a genre on, I guess I would call... Um, I, I don't know. It's so hard. I don't know. It, it defies oh, genre. By that one. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Uh, the <laughs> second one is, um, let's say, erotic thriller, perhaps? And the third one, horror. Erotic thriller. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe erotic thriller, I think, yes. Adam, what are you feeling right now? I'm just... I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking the sequel or the one we have to buy. All right. So the erotic thriller's out. So I'm going to tell you what you discounted. Okay. What? It was Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, okay. okay. I'm quite happy about that. Okay. Sure I don't know if I could sit Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be blown away by that pick. That's All right. fine. So, do you want to spend a little money and go for something that I can't How much define? money? Well, well, I haven't even checked that, actually, so that's a good point. Let me just quickly have a look here. Before we uh, commit. See. Yes, that is a point, because it's also potentially the kind of film that might not ease It is not on streaming services. They normally tend to be, like, uh, quite a bit, don't they? Yeah, and in fact, it's unfair to make you boys spend... No, I'm happy to spend a bit, but... Okay. If it's like a region one that's going to come I'm, in like three weeks. Yeah, I'm going to take a punt, and I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to do that one okay. because it will okay. take too long, and it is a bit expensive. And I'll figure out a way for us to do that in the future. So I won't tell you what that one is yet. Okay. So I'm actually very glad to say that the film we're going to be covering is a film that I watched so 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 much when I was growing up, and. Okay. I that, that probably gives away how I feel about it, but I won't say too much more about my feelings on it. I haven't seen it in like 15 years, but it is often overlooked and not spoken about. And when it is spoken about, it's spoken about in very poor terms. But I think there is a lot going for it. Ooh, and well, it's I'm done interested. very, very well. You've both seen it before. And we are going to be covering... Oh. Jaws 2, 
Wow. Okay. Jaws yeah. Two. Nice. All nice. Right. I like. Down for that. All right. I kind of, I kind of want to do the first Jaws as well now. I know, I know, but it just feels, Jaws is just so, like there's so there's so much to say on it, and it's like everyone everyone knows Jaws, and this is the thing, this is what's good. Everyone knows Jaws already. We don't even yeah. need to cover yes, it, or don't even true. need a refresh on it. We know what Jaws is like. Jaws two, many people won't have seen it. Some people have seen it and dismissed it, and other people will have seen it and and enjoyed it. And and the I kind of want to go in like obviously we're not going to be picking apart layers and stuff in it, but I kind of mm. want to go in and go all right as a sequel to a very successful film horror film how does it actually stand up should we yeah. be dismissing it like how good is it i i'm up for that definitely there you go and you can get it on streaming i think for like you have to rent it but it's like two quid or something that's cool jaws 2 excellent fantastic pick our first shark movie on the oh, podcast no second we've done the meg we've got the meg <laughs> oh shit well good because there's no way it's going to be lower than the meg you could just hold you could just hold that um that thought it's the first shock that we've done. <laughs> yes. Because that one was a megalodon rather than a great white. Oh, very true. Very true. I'm excited yeah. for Jaws 2. I'm excited for Jaws 2. When was the last time you boys saw it, would you say? I recommend Adam's seen it recently on his... About jo- a year ago, I want to say. Really? Fucking hell. No, ages ago for me. Yeah, ages ago. Ages and ages. Probably, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if it's been over 10 years. There you go. For me, it definitely is. I think... Yeah, maybe 10 years. I can't remember watching it since I've been with Jenny, so it's got to be over 10 years. I think it's like 15 years or something like that. Well, fantastic. Thank you guys for listening to the Nice Guys episode. I very much enjoyed talking about it. Thank you for picking it, Adam. I've just checked my notes for this film, and I've realised I've written the good guys at the top instead of the nice guys. (laughs) It's about the Chucky dolls. (laughs) Fantastic. It's